Today we're going to be talking about the Our Father. Uh, I'm Bishop Tom Daly, the Bishop of the Diocese of Spokane here in eastern Washington. And joining me are the three vicars, who are also pastors of their parishes. Father Darren Connell, who is the Vicar General and Rector of Our Lady of Lords Cathedral. Father Pat Kirst, Vicar for Priests and Pastor St. Thomas More. And Father Brian Mee, the Vicar for Finance and Pastor of St. Augustine's. Again, we, uh, this is our new show for the new year, and uh, when we last left off, we um, were very grateful to Mrs. Gina Vanelli, who joins us from Endicott, Washington. She gave, as you know, the concert tickets. Uh, Father Me was in the Jerry Lee uh, Music Hall in Butte, Montana, listening to Mel Torme and Katy Perry. I think Mel couldn't make it, so <laughs> Katie was good. Mel was very quiet. Yeah. yeah. Katie okay. started talking about a convent she wanted to live in. Oh, that's right, in oh. Los Angeles. Wow. Put that on the back burner. We'll get Archbishop Gomez to join us in a few weeks. <laughs> Father Kirst, you were in Missoula, and I think, and you were listening to Snoop Dogg and uh, who was the other? Oh, um, the Spice Girls. I guess they, they came from England. How was that? They did a couple songs together, which was moving, but okay. it was just a marijuana haze. I couldn't even see him up on the stage. Good, and don't ever go back oh, that again. No. Oh, uh, wow. Father Connell, and you were... I was uh, at the Air Supply concert at, at the Yakima the, Convention Center. The Tacoma, or the uh, Toyota uh, Convention, Convention Center, Center. In Yakima. In Yakima. And, and how was Bishop Tyson? Uh, he uh, he got to... Uh, thanks to Bishop Tyson, and I thank his excellency because he got me to get backstage <laughs> to see uh, Graham Russell and Russell Hitchcock of Air, Air Supply fame. Okay. Great. Uh, but Graham, I'm not done. Graham, I'm a little concerned <laughs> you know their names. Uh, Graham was in a, a wheelchair. Crackers. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they're doing great, and uh, yeah. I'm all out of love. Yeah. Well, uh, Mrs. Vanelli, thank you very much for your generosity. Thank and, you, Mrs. Uh, Vanelli. Thanks, yeah. Mrs. Vanelli. And we welcome you here, joining again our executive producer, Mary Richards. Again, the Our Father, in a serious matter. Uh, some radio shows I know nationally talk about... Um, grab a cup of tea and talk about serious issues as if you're in Western Washington. But here in the heartland of the Inland Empire, <laughs> grab a beer, uh, salt we of the could, earth. providing you're 21. And let's just focus or on, Irish. or oh, easy. <laughs> uh, and let's just talk about, again, serious matter, the Our Father. We um, pray the Our Father, uh, Liturgy of the Hours at Mass, uh, the Rosary. It's prayed, uh, I hope, uh, by anybody. It's the prayer that Jesus gave us. What, Father Me, are you hearing in your European circles uh, as to why a new translation might be down the pike? Well, Bishop, perhaps you would want to tell us, first of all, what the new translation is from Pope Francis. Well, it was, there's some confusion with the phrase, lead us not into temptation, yes. uh, a mistaken notion that, that God leads us into temptation. Why, why, why is this? The Italians, I know you studied in Rome t uh, at 78, and also when you received your doctorate at San Anselmo. Yes. Uh, was there talk of a honorary translation? Doctorate. Over the Carbonara. Honorary. Oh, that'd be very Ooh. good if I got an honorary. That'd be wonderful. Um, Dime a back, dozen. Back to a serious topic here. Two things, I guess. First of all, I, if we're going to talk about the Our Father, just... Um, a little history, Bishop. You said, "Well, it's said and yeah, at the mass, and it's said, and uh, when we pray the rosary, liturgy of the hours." 
Actually, as far back as the Didache, which was a document of the 2nd century, early 2nd century, it mandates that we pray it three times a day, uh, all Christians for that matter. Where we do have it in the official liturgy of the church three times a day, we have it at Mass, of course, and then for lauds or morning prayers, some would say, and vespers, evening prayers, as others would say. Those are the three times that we pray the Our Father. So it's a, certainly, as you say as well, it's a prayer that Christ gave us. But there seems to be actually two questions that always comes up about the Our Father. And first of all, the very name Father, how inclusive is that? Or, or the difficulties uh, in referring to God by uh, the title of Father today for some people. And then, Bishop, as you mentioned, the uh, Holy Father, first of all, in, in, uh, in uh, an interview he had, he suggested that the lead us not into temptation was a poor translation which he was wrong on, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> to be... I guess that Monsignor's uh, title will be... <laughs> that, that won't be coming, but, well, we won't get into the, the Latin and the Greek of it, but no, it's, it's a very accurate translation of um, the Greek and the Latin. The Latin, of course, as we know, is et nenos inducas in tentationem, lead us not into temptation. But he says, well, perhaps it would be better, as he interprets it, to be... Um, do not abandon us when in temptation. So I think those are the two things that would be good to discuss today. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, the the Our Father, as we know, uh, found in what Luke and Matthew's uh, gospel is the one from the Mass. More of Matthew's translation. Matthew. That's more Matthew. Okay, yeah. it is Matthew. And. Um, there are six petitions grouped in two parts. The first three petitions that make up are the following. Holy, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, and then from Matthew's version, your will be done. We know those petitions are addressed to God. The other three are about us. Give us each day our daily bread, forgive us our sins, and do not subject us to the final test or lead us into temptation. They speak about our needs and what we should do with our life and with others. How about just even the opening uh, address, Our Father? I, um, there are some who feel that this is, is patriarchal, it's, it's the male-dominated church, uh, and yet these are the words that, that Jesus spoke. I mean, if you look through Scripture, uh, Jesus calling God Father, um, Scripture scholars tell us Jesus used Father 170 times. I, I would think that Jesus... Uh, God, Son of God, Son of Man, knowing um, that the eternal word, knowing that what he would speak to us to address God, our, our loving Father, um, would not be bound by a limitation as the deceased, no relative, uh, Mary Daly, the theologian formerly of Boston College, said that that was just kind of a, a makeup of a patriarchal church. Any comments uh, on those of us uh, well, two of us were, one ordained in the 70s, Father Me, I was ordained in the late 80s, and then uh, Father Connell and Father Chris in the 90s. When you were in Babies. seminary uh, studies, 90s. was there this effort to change our Father into God, our loving parent? Um, I know that you talked about your formation, Father Chris, of the, uh, what were the cotton balls being blown up in the air? Did, did they were they, cotton balls, yes. Okay. And, was there any, I mean, just calling God Father, let's just start with that as, as, as this prayer. Was there some reluctance to address God in the very words that Jesus, our Savior, gave us? That wasn't part of my seminary experience. I know we discussed the theological implications of using that word Father and, and, and what that has to, to say to us about our relationship with God. It was just what a 
uh, kind of a familiar term that Jesus would use to address his heavenly father with that. Isn't it kind of that Abba thing of mm-hmm. which we loosely translate as daddy? Uh, maybe that's a little uh, too informal, but at any rate, that sense that, that uh, as we're coming to the end of the Christmas season here, that mystery of Christmas that God became one of us so we can become one with him. And, and through his son, Jesus, he has made us his children. And so we can address God as, as father. And, and of course, to do that in the plural sense, it's our father. So we are uh, together in this and reaching out to, to God. And that highlights his, his deep care for us and his, his love for us and, and his desire to, to draw us into life in himself, that life he shares through Christ. It's important for our listening audience to, to recall that the Our Father was given by Christ in response to the apostles who asked Jesus, teach us how to pray. And he gave them these words. And so there's, there is um, significance to how that's translated. And maybe Father Me touched on it at the beginning, but Father Connell, well, Father Me, go ahead. Oh, sorry, Father Connell. Po- he's poised. Oh, no, happy oh, to have you. Poised. Well, I live to have you trump me. Mm-hmm. So, Easy. Oh, trump. So All speak. right. That's another topic. That's another topic. The, um, back to the Our Father. The, the Father, well, Bishop, you've mentioned a couple of times, that's the, that's the name that um, Christ gave us to, when we pray, to call God our Father. So, first of all, we're followers of Christ. So, of course, if he is, we are his disciples, his students, and this is what he taught us, how to pray, well, then, naturally, uh, that's what he, uh, what we should be calling God, our Father. But I think, too, if if we go to John 17, in that priestly prayer of uh, Jesus, he says, Father, I've given them only what you've given me. So not only is it Christ teaching that we are to call God our Father, but in John 17, he's relating, well, what he has taught us comes from God, the Father, himself. Uh, so no matter what the, you know, the feelings may be in any given generation or, or the problems we may have with Father, that seems to be, to use Father Connell's word, trumped by the very fact of, um, but this is what Jesus, and, G- and through him, God the Father uh, has asked to be addressed. And, well, to, and to pick up well, on that, um, <clears throat> Pope Benedict the Sixteenth said that the praying of the Our Father um, trains us into acquiring the inner attitude of Jesus. Um, and I love that. I mean, and how can you, I guess, is it a little presumptuous to, for us to be again quibbling with, with the words when, when um, these are from our Lord himself and they reflect his inner attitude and his, his relationship uh, with, with the Father? Well, as, as Father Christ had said, the, you know, the reference of calling God a Father is more of the Abba, that, that term of, of endearment used by uh, Jewish children to address their fathers. But when you think of what the prayer of the Our Father speaks in, in the petitions and, and in those, those prayers, in many ways um, also contains what we might associate with, with a mother, that is tenderness and mercy and care and love. So the term father, though we understand as, as, as the human father, the fact that Jesus is using this about God um, involves those qualities, those aspects of both father and mother that God willing um, our people have experienced in their lives with their loving parents. Just the phrase, though, our father, as opposed to my father, what, what, what do you see is, is important to that as, as the church, as, as the individuals praying it? Well, the... That it's, um, we aren't called to call my father. Uh, we pray it together as a community. But 
back to the um, that whole thing of the father and the problem with it is, of course, fatherhood, as we understand it in this world, is to be modeled after that which comes from God, his attributes that we see in God, rather than trying to define God through human fatherhood, we're supposed to be defining human fatherhood through that divine fatherhood, which is all loving and all merciful. So the very problem of saying, well, we have a problem with calling God Father. No, we might have a problem with how fatherhood is lived in our world today, but that's because it's not being modeled after the divine fatherhood of God. Exactly. I think that's a good point that, that um, we see sometimes in theological studies where uh, that context is not given to our students and they come back uh, with a misunderstanding of a prayer that is so fundamental, not just to the Catholic Church, but is shared amongst all Christians. And it's interesting, whenever we're at a gathering of people of other faiths, um, it is the Our Father that we hold in common and that we can pray, asking God to, to bless and to watch over all of us and the endeavors we're, we're seeking God's and, protection for. Until we get to the end of it, when yes, the non-Catholics go on to, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the Catholics all shut their mouths and look mm-hmm. around. And you <laughs> like to sing that, don't you, Father Chris? We Sometimes do, in, in that echo Father, form, the echo form. To, yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take a break now because we're going to have to remind some people not to sing publicly. And uh, we'll come back now. back as the Bishop and Vickers, and we're talking about the prayer of the Our Father, one that is familiar to all Christians, but what holds significance, obviously, in the Catholic community as we pray it uh, at Mass, uh, hopefully privately at home, and uh, in the Liturgy of the Hours. Um, what brought about this was, uh, we, some of you may know, that the bishops of the United States were on retreat in Mundelein in Chicago, and the second to last day I, I went to confession, I think it was a conventual Franciscan. And my penance was to, which he said he had been often given uh, by his spiritual director, was to pray the Our Father in reverse and um, try that as a way and just hold on to... Like a DUI field test. Yes. Uh. And uh, and to take a phrase. And so um, maybe with the vicars here, is there a phrase of the Our Father that that you find, particularly in your own prayer, um, continues to, to inspire you, to challenge you? Uh, Father Chris was talking at the break about the forgiveness yeah, aspect. That, that whole forgiveness dynamic, uh, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. It, it could almost sound like there's kind of a condition there on God's forgiveness. That, uh, But I think in fleshing it out, we say, well, we experience God's forgiveness first, and then we're to model that in our forgiveness of others, and that somehow how well we do that uh, is important in, in our relationship with God and eternal destiny. Father Connell, what about, is there a phrase um, that... The, the phrase that comes to my mind is, is thy kingdom come, and, and it comes from um, a, a confessor, uh, one of my many confessors. Uh, I need, I need as a, a seminarian or a teen. As, a, as, a, no, this as a, is priest. a priest? Who uh, was, um, you know, I think I was expressing some discouragement or something, and, and he said, uh, you know, to our fathers with a particular emphasis on thy kingdom come, because, you know, let's get this world over with. It was He was very, very... Um, uh, Adventish in the sense that he really 
wanted this world to end and the, and the kingdom to come and this veil of tears to be over. And, and he probably had a big credit card bill to pay next month. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> yeah. And knowing this priest, he did. Um, so I just thought was, that's always kind of stuck with me, that, that, that his own passion for the coming of the kingdom, that I don't know that I always, you know, and I know we pray for it, but uh, it just, it's an important reflection that, that we don't live for this world, that it is a veil of tears, and we want Christ's kingdom to come. What you By the it? way, uh, oh, yes. one little sidebar. Uh-huh. Um, uh, who's, uh, well, Bishop Skillstead, Bishop Emeritus of this diocese. Mm-hmm. We, we miss the him. Fifth, the fifth bishop. We miss him. Um, he's still around. Well, he's not the leader anymore. You've made that pretty clear. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, his, his motto is, thy kingdom come. Hmm. Similar to mine. Which is, surely, surely there will be a stench? No, no, to protect and to serve. <laughs> oh, protect and yeah. serve. <laughs> yeah. Follow me. You have a favorite part of the Our Father? Uh, I do, but first of all, I'd like to know who you people go to, to for confession. Because um, <laughs> I remember going to confession in Rome, and I was giving an encyclical for my penance. So I'd much hmm. prefer the all depends Our Father. On, all depends on the sins. Yeah. Oh, is that how that works? <laughs> if you had been no. formed in the French school like I we were. I won't tell you which encyclical I had to read. <laughs> that, that's but, probably really important. I, um, it wasn't Dei Verbum. <laughs> <laughs> Right, following on Father Connell's um, "Thy Kingdom Come," mine, I I would like um, like the one I would think of would be uh, "Thy Will Be Done on Earth as it is in Heaven." Already that marriage between Heaven and Earth, and in this city of man, we are to be uh, truly already reflecting and shining the Kingdom of Heaven. So that would be the one for so, me. So, you know, we kind of mentioned in passing a couple times some issues of translation of this prayer and what comes out with the. This whole issue of we've been throwing around, thy will be done, thy kingdom come, this sense of why do we pray this in uh, the Queen's English? And I was asking Father Me this at the break and had a wonderful response to, you know, most of our other prayers, we use words that we actually use. Hmm. Our, your, and so forth. But here we say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Thy will be done. Well, the the English translation we have, which I suppose in some ways one could say is a little more problematic because we talk about trespasses too, and I don't know if that's a great translation, but the, the translation we actually have, it came out of, uh, at the time of the Reformation, out of the Church of England, Henry VIII at that time, uh, was a translation that kind of took on the translation that all of us in the English world use. So certainly, and it hasn't changed, so that's why the thy and thou and the because even in the, in the <laughs> all in, those th words in all the English translations of the gospel, it always says you, your, and so forth. But then we get it Does into it? our into our prayer well, life. I, I still use Holy Ghost. Let's so, use mean, the I King the King James version. Of course, we'll say thy yes. and thou. But but it, it may be that uh, as our executive producer said, that thy has is more of a in in uh, terms of a, more familiar. It, well, in ter- yes, there's an endearment there that uh, that. And we don't refer to people in those terms. We do have certain language and terminology we reserve for God, and um, perhaps that when it's misunderstood, which is um, the explanation of that has led to this discussion about translation is, you know, how could God tempt us? And uh, the prayer concludes with the petition that God prevent us from being subjected to the final onslaught of the devil, whereas God tempts no one. No one can obtain the kingdom of God who hasn't passed through testing. And that's a significant understanding of the Our Father uh, as to why. And when we pray, your will be done, um, again, there is, when we pray for all that we need, 
But when we talk to people in our own lives, is it of God's will? That is, uh, for us, that is a fundamental way to understand, and thus the phrase, thy will be done, is ultimately a prayer of humility and trust and surrender to God. Well, you, you circle back to... Uh, <laughs> to have a place at the table. Lee's Pushing all the buttons. I'd yeah. like a place at the table to, to dovetail on that. Mm -hmm. um, so my understanding is that some people object to and lead us not into temptation because God does not do that, okay? And literally, God does not lead us into temptation. But I would argue that the, the solution is, is no better. If the solution is uh, do not abandon us in time of temptation, well, of course God does not do that. Um, and, and so the same, if, if it's the hermeneutic is God doesn't do these things, and so we shouldn't say them. It applies to, to the to the uh, proposed solution, which isn't a solution, that, because just as God does not lead us literally into temptation, God does not abandon us in time of temptation either. You know, and that lead not into temptation. Well, what about then, Father Connell, at the baptism of the Lord, immediately following His baptism, the Holy Spirit drives him into the desert to be tested. So as you were saying, there is there is a reason reason for the test for the temptation. He drove him, but he didn't. Uh, didn't lead. It him. was more like uh, an yeah. Uber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. The um, but then basically, I mean, the the main. First of all, I suppose we have to remember. We just said in the petition before that forgive us our uh, sins as we have forgiven those who have sinned against us or however that goes. So we already admit that while well, we have fallen, we've, we have been sinned, we have sinned. So we're asking God not to lead us in those ways that we have gone. Um, but the important thing is recognizing God is to lead us. He is the one who leads us and uh, we are led through a world of temptation. So we're asking God to guide us through that world. Uh, as I would agree, I think it's more problematic, plus the fact it's not uh, literal when you say abandon us when in, va in, in vacation. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> oh, I don't want to go abandon us when in thinking. temptation. <laughs> because uh, God, of course, doesn't abandon us. But you could say that about anything. Um, God, be good to your people. Well, of course he's going to be good to uh, his people. So suddenly we can't pray to God anymore because um, he's already doing everything he's supposed to be doing. What about the phrase, give us this day our daily bread? It some, of course, uh, theologians would, would say it, rightfully so, it implies the Eucharist. But I remember one uh, retreat director saying, when we pray that to stop at the phrase daily bread, because that's what we need this day. So it may be patience with, with, with one's children. It may be perseverance with a difficult task at hand. It may be forgiveness. Uh, what has been your experience either uh, uh, in your readings, your seminary training, your preaching, uh, maybe in, in confession, that phrase, uh, your daily bread? Have you understood solely in the Eucharistic way or in reference to what you need this present moment, this time when you're praying? I'd say for me, more the latter in terms of, you uh, can use the framework of, uh, I think I heard somewhere and this could be true or not that... Uh, Every culture, every society in the world has some form of bread that seems to be a staple food, universal. And so to, to start with that framework to say we're asking God for for the what we need that everybody needs. And, and as you've intimated, Bishop, that that can be different for every person every day in terms of what we need to, to follow his will throughout this day. And the, the you know reference of the manna, the the bread from heaven, uh, is it would would you see it more uh, in terms of of the Eucharistic celebration, or more in terms of 
uh, whatever it is, one needs God's uh, grace, protection, help. Because we, we do, you know, incur, typically as priests in confession, we will, you know, try to keep things simple for the people of God. And so a Hail Mary and Our Father, perhaps some act of kindness or generosity. But just to, sometimes as we know, when it comes even to the rosary, when people pray these prayers that we've known forever, it can be like they are at a, at a cattle auction. Hail Mary, Father, grace, the Lord is with thee, or the Our Father. I mean, <laughs> it's meant to be in, in a slow, prayerful way. Um, do you find in, in the times hearing confessions that you frequently uh, might ask the penitent uh, and as part of their penance to say the Our Father? I, I do, and, and Father Connell was sharing about how that, that portion, Thy Kingdom Come, was especially impactful for him. I am drawn more toward the Thy Will Be Done thing, the, the words of Jesus in the garden, where he surrendered himself into his Father's hands. And, and well, that's my motto as bishop, by the way. Yeah, oh, The seventh bishop I spoke, yeah. You're that's in the garden, good. the agony of the yeah. garden. Not protect and to serve then, but... Uh, but yes. uh, yeah, but it, in offering that prayer for that intention of, of always submitting ourselves to the will of God, I think is uh, impactful in terms of our ongoing conversion and trying to be better followers of Christ. Hmm. Well, to me, you've been awfully quiet the last 30 seconds. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you said, oh, do, you, do you give yeah. the Our Father? Well, I usually give encyclicals now yeah. to mm-hmm. people coming to confession. But, um, and annual appeal But as far as I think, certainly, I mean, you, you can... You, <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. Let me, <laughs> Let me write, write that down, that down here. <laughs> You're from Lourdes Parish. That's all oh, right. Yeah. Just make it out to St. Augustine's. Um, of course, I think any any word of Christ, he is the eternal word. So it can be interpreted almost in an eternal number of ways. So certainly the strict form of uh, give us this bread, give us our bread, which is the Eucharist, but it can be expanded beyond that. But again, I think um, as far as that daily bread that we receive, especially when we receive the Eucharist, is recognizing we receive this incarnate word into ourselves, and therefore everything coming forth from us, from our mouths, uh, is to be, uh, if you will, a reflection of that that we have received. So we are to give that Christ that we have received in the Eucharist. Okay, well, I think we're almost out of time, and uh, but maybe we'll conclude with the Our Father, but I would like to thank our sponsor, Snappy Slacker Grocery Chain, uh, for sponsoring uh, us and and uh, giving Archbishop Sarton his start his, his yes. work ethic. He was a bag 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 boy bag at boy. The, the, the snappy slacker. <laughs> the snappy slacker. Hey, <laughs> see if that radio show from the West Side can match ours. Let us conclude then. Our Father who, who art in heaven, heaven hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen.